Hallelujah. Bless you this morning. Amen. God's a good God. He is getting more precious to us every day. Amen. Glad to see each and every one of you here this morning. Glad that you're here. I miss you when you're not here. Uh, always thinking about you. Always praying for you. I want you to keep uh, in your heart those three worship songs, especially that second one that we uh, sang this morning. And that, that's the very mind of the Spirit and the direction the Lord would want us to see Him high and lifted up. Amen. Um, I had a Memorial Day message, uh, but uh, we're, the Spirit of God has changed that. And so um, we're going to go just a little bit different here. And, and I wrote out what the prophetic word the Lord spoke, and then if you want a copy of it after service, I'll give you a copy. But we're going to preach that prophetic word. Amen. Yeah. See, God, He's always pulling on us, trying to get us all together, and and you never know when who's going to be at the right spot at the right time because the devil doesn't want you and I at the right spot at the right time. And so we need to be soft and pliable. We need to follow the Lord and let him minister what he wants to. But before we get into that, I I, I want us to um, uh, think about what this weekend means. You know, as a, as a kid growing up, uh, sad to say, I never was raised to think about anything other than a three-day weekend. I mean, that's just the way it was it, uh, because we had never been touched uh, by someone who had served and gave their life. And so uh, it never was uh, never was in the forefront. And, you know, and, and I look back over that and I'm and, and I'm, I'm sad about that. Amen. I, I hate that. But you and I on this Memorial Day weekend, we need to uh, we need to know that the freedom we have is because somebody died for us. You know, they say that. Uh, a little over a million people have gave their life for this nation. Uh, but I want you to think about the millions of families who's been touched, who has been hurt because of what uh, they lost. But then I want you to think about the millions who have been touched because of what they gave. You and I, we have freedom. We have liberty this morning because first Jesus died for us, but then he had a plan for this nation. And then uh, when all sorts of enemies down through the years come against that plan. God moved on people and, and, and they served. They gave their life. They, they gave up everything they would have for that. And so this morning, I want us to, uh, in your own way, let's, let's just thank the Lord for what He's done, but let's pray for those families who have, uh, lost so much. And let, let's just, just take a minute just to reverence uh, the Lord and reverence those that He called because they served because He called them. Amen. That's an amazing thing. See, we look at, at the calling in ministry and thank God for that. But God has all sorts of callings. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, as a congregation, as a group of believers, we love you. We're in awe and we're so thankful for what you have done through your son for us because we are citizens of heaven. But you chose to allow us to be citizens of United States of America. And Lord, you moved on people in situations and circumstances and, and sacrifices was made after the pattern of what Jesus done for us. And we have freedom and liberty this morning that we do because of people giving themselves in our place. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, for every 
person that is hurting, every person that is sad, every person that uh, also that is in a place of great satisfaction, knowing that their loved one, that they were willing to stand for what you were building here in the United States of America. We just ask for the peace of God that passeth all understanding. We ask that you'd wrap your arms around them, bring comfort and truth. Lord, we ask that you'd bring us back to a place. We repent. We repent for the sins of our own selves, the sins of our forefathers. We repent for what our leaders is doing in the direction this nation is taking. And we call on you, God. We humble ourselves before you. We ask for grace and mercy to be received. We ask for just the truth of the living God to be received, that we can turn back to you with our whole heart. Lord, we want to bow down before you and say, we're not done yet. We want to to fulfill everything that you have given to us. And we recognize and realize that there's a spirit of deception. There is a spirit that is leading people astray this morning. And they're they're following a falsehood. They're following, following after a lie. Lord, we know that your word tells us those who love a lie, that they will be led under a strong delusion. Well, Lord, we renounce lies. We repent of lies and we ask for the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth to lead us and guide us like you promised in all truth. Let us come awake this morning and let us serve you like we've never served before. Oh, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. Thank you for this time that we have in you, Lord. Let it be. In the name of Jesus, we all say amen and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Open up your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to use that for a text. But I want to read you what the Holy Ghost said this morning. uh, Early this morning, as I was praying for you and praying for this service, uh, this is the the, the living water that come up in my spirit. And I I want you to... uh, Come in agreement with with this if it bears witness with you. Come on, the Bible says you're supposed to check what you hear. Amen. You're, you're not a bird. You're not a baby bird in a nest with your mouth open. When you know what to hear, what to receive, and what to reject. So by the Spirit of God, you hear, and if this bears witness with you, receive it this morning, and, and let's do some things different. We talk about who Jesus is. We talk about what Jesus has done. It's time that we receive it and walk in it. Amen. Here's what the Spirit of the Lord said. Today and every day, I want you, my people, to make a choice. Choose to look through the eyes of faith. Come on, it's your choice this morning. It's my choice. We've got to look through the eyes of faith. He said, the facts may say one thing, but my faith says the true thing. Come on, I receive that. Yeah, every one of you, I know that you're dealing with different things in different circumstances. You're in situations that are contrary to the Savior. But let the Savior loose the faith that He's put in you to change those situations. Amen? He said, I, uh, He said, you may look and see the situation, but if you will turn your eyes to my Savior, the one who can change the situation, it'll be changed. Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad therein by the eyes of faith. You and I, we've got to make a choice. I'm going to stop looking at what I see. I'm going to stop calling what I have. And I'm going to start calling what God has promised. Amen. He said, shut out the world, shut out the woe with its doom and gloom and come into the blessing of the almighty God. So we've got to shut out some things to come into some things. Amen. Because the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy from us. 
Now, this is the three things that we're going to look at. The facts and the situations may say you have pain in your body. I got pain in my body this morning. But what does the Bible say? The facts and situation may say you have pain in your body, but your faith and your Savior says by His stripes you were healed. We'll look at that. The facts and situation may say you have no peace and you have no hope. But your faith in your Savior says that you have perfect peace and that you serve the God of hope. The facts and the situations may say you don't have enough to meet your needs. But your faith in your Savior says that I have met all of your needs. Come on, the number one need, that's what Brother Corey was leading us in worship. We needed righteousness. Righteousness qualifies you for everything else, amen? Makes you an heir of everything else. Your number one need, the Lord said, was righteousness. And my son Jesus was made sin so you could be made righteous. And the righteous lack no good thing. Behold, I looked and I have provided a sacrifice. The ram Jesus went to the thicket for you. The crown of thorns pierced him to provide every need that you might have. Amen. All right. That's the word. So let's let's look at the scripture that backs up the prophetic word, because a word without scripture is not a word from God. Amen. But a word by the spirit with scripture to back it up, you can hold on to it. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, let's read verse 1, and then we'll drop down to verse 8. Hebrews 11, you can quote this verse, uh, verse 1, and then we'll drop down to verse 8. Now, faith is, always is, right? Right now, this morning, at this moment of time, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. Don't look at the facts this morning. Look at the faith. Drop down to verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed. Say, I'm going to obey this morning. I'm going to go where I've never been in Jesus' name. And he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned or he lodged, he lived in the land of promise as in a strange country, a foreign country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac, come on, the child of laughter, with Jacob, uh, the one who could uh, wrestle with the Lord, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10, for he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith, Sarah, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a, delivered of child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead. So many as the stars of the sky in multitude and in the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Yes, Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Larry. Thank you for honoring the word uh, this morning. Thank you once again for your presence. So we see that Abraham, we know what the, 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 the Bible tells us. He is the father of 
Faith, right? He's the father of faith. And so Romans chapter 4 and Galatians chapter 3, you, you can really meditate on those two chapters and, and you can have your faith built like never before. And, and so we see that God, uh, gave Abraham an opportunity. He gave him a, uh, a promise. And that promise was that I want you to not look at your facts. I want you to have faith to change your facts. He said, and he said, I'm going to give you an example of myself. I want you to do like what I do. Call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. And so uh, this morning, you may be in a place where there's a lot of contradiction to the covenant of God in your life, but that doesn't make you a hypocrite. See, the devil wants to tell us because we don't have everything this Bible has promised that something's wrong. No, what's wrong is there is a devil from hell who's trying to still kill and destroy all the covenant of God. And you and I have got to be like Abraham. We've got to be like Sarah. We've got to be willing to move on down the road. Let's leave some things in the past. Let's say goodbye to some old things. And let's open up our heart to some new things. Amen. Let's simply obey God. If you and I will obey God this morning, we'll, we give Him the opportunity to do the impossible. We give Him the, the, we make ourselves available to come under the blessing, come into the perimeter uh, uh, of that shadow of the Most High. That's where we want to abide because in that place is all of His promises. But let's look at some things I think that will help us. Go with me and I, I know you know this, but we, He said to take care of this first. So we're going to go through some things that will build us up. Go to Matthew chapter uh, uh, 8, and let's understand who we are as children of the Most High God and what we have need of. See, you and I, uh, when, when there's such a battle going on in our body, and that battle then moves to our mind, it's hard to receive from God. It's hard to walk some promises out, and that that the devil knows that if he can just keep beating on our body and and uh, clouding our mind, he gets us in a place where we never quite come into faith. Amen. And and, and so we, we've got to know that just because um, we haven't uh, seen a manifestation uh, of the promise of God doesn't mean that God has forgot us. Doesn't mean that God has changed His mind. Doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. No, there's an enemy that is standing between you and I and God's best. Amen? Now notice here in Matthew chapter 8, uh, start reading, <clears throat> excuse me, in, uh, in verse uh, 16. Matthew eight sixteen, and when the evening was come, now so the, the, this here is a is a changing of the day because according to their their calendar, when the evening come, it was a new day, right? All right, so that's what we've got to say. We've got to say today's a new day. It's a new day, and uh, the whole world is lying in darkness, but you and I, we're not in darkness, we're in light. So it may be a, 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 a day that looks like darkness to the world, but darkness to the world is light to you and I, because we've got the Holy One, we've got the light in us. Notice what he said, and when the evening was come, they brought unto him, unto Jesus, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. Aren't you glad that the word of Jesus is all powerful. Come on, the, the word, everything that Jesus says, the, the, the Bible says, and Jeremiah prophesied and said that God would hasten to perform his word, right? He, and he said that not one word would drop to the ground. And so here, uh, all of these people are coming and they're looking to Jesus. They've got problems. Come on, I've got problems this morning. But guess what? I know the problem solver. 
When you know the problem solver. So there may be situations, there may be circumstances, but if we'll come to Jesus and let that light dispel all darkness, some things are going to happen. He said, and he cast out the spirits with his word and he healed some that were sick. Well, so Jesus has changed. So I need to change. I need to change this morning. Amen. I'm the one that needs to change. I make confession to the Lord that I want him to help me to change. I want to see through the eyes of faith, not my facts. My facts disturb me. My facts discourage me. My facts limit me. My facts hold me back. But my faith is going to loose me. Your faith is going to loose you this morning. And so the Spirit of God wants us to take every situation that is contrary to the Word of God and give it to Jesus. Amen. Let him speak a word. Word to us. Notice what happens. Verse 17. Why did this come to pass? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah. By Isaiah. Aren't you glad that God uh, gave us the old covenant? The old covenant is Jesus concealed. The new covenant is Jesus revealed. Amen. And so what he's doing, he everything in the old covenant is there for a type and a shadow, a pattern to get you and I ready for what's us for us in the New Testament. Amen. The New Covenant. And so this morning, we've we, we got to know that God isn't uh, caught off guard by your need. Isaiah prophesied 700 years before Jesus was even born of what you and I were going to need. The Bible says that God had a plan of the Lamb before the foundation of the world. So, so nothing, God's not caught off by what you're dealing with or what I'm dealing with. He has the plan. He has the provision. Let's receive the promise. Say, Lord God, I receive the promise. Amen. So he wants to do a word in our life. He wants to do a work in our life, but the word has to come before the work. Don't miss that now. He wants to do a word in our life so he can what? He can do a work in our life. I've got to have the word for me to have faith for some things to be able to work out in my life. That he might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, talking about Jesus, took our infirmities and he bare our sicknesses. Aren't you glad? Jesus took our infirmities and he bare our sicknesses. So this morning, I need to come to the place and the, the position that I see Jesus on the cross, but I don't just see my sin, though thank God I do see it hanging on the cross. And then I see Jesus taking uh, the, the very blood that he shed and taking it to the mercy seat, like Brother Corey was ministering to us this morning, that my sin could be washed away. Come on, that your sins could be washed away because we're dipped in that blood. But I also see on that cross everything I'm dealing with in my body. Everything I'm dealing with in my mind. Come on, in your soul, your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions, there is a battle going on. There's a struggle. You're facing persecution. You're, you're facing some situations that are out of your control. Amen. But guess what? Jesus has done made a way for all of those things, but I've got to see it. I've got to look to the cross by faith and put what I'm dealing with in my soul, in my body and see that Jesus has done made the provision. And if I will see that, then all of a sudden my faith is activated. And as my faith is activated, then all of a sudden, then my facts Start being changed by the word. You'll never be changed by wishful thinking. We can wish all day long. Boy, I wish this was this way. I wish I could do this. Hey, wishing won't get it done. But hope 
mixed in the faith that God has gave you with action will bring everything that God's promised into your life this morning. You've got to see yourself and you've got to say, I'm not bound by anything. Whom the Son makes free is. Now, is that just in there to fill up space or is that truth? It's truth, amen? But see, I've got to get it into my heart above all of this other negativity, above all this lies, above all of these things that I'm feeling. And if I will do that, it will change everything. All right. So you, you, we won't go to Isaiah 53. You can make a note of that. You know it. You know First Peter 2.24. But you need to get up every morning. You need to say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I am. And, and then take the pain that you're feeling, take your circumstance that's going on in your mind, that battle of discouragement and say, by the stripes of Jesus, come on. I come in agreement with the word of God. I am the healed of the Lord. I am. I am. I'm not going to be. I am. I am. And when we keep speaking that forth, all of a sudden, when we get that into our abundance in our life, then the facts are going to be swallowed up in your faith. Amen. See, God will meet me where I'm at. I, I may not be where you're at, I, I, but but guess what? God will meet me where I'm at. He's going to help me climb up higher. Amen? I was trying to print this out this morning. Wouldn't print for nothing. The computer wouldn't do nothing. I restarted it, redone the, 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 the uh, deleted it, and redone the driver, done everything. Would not connect, wouldn't do anything. And, and so normally, I'll just tell on myself, normally I'm a very high-strung person. So I get aggravated, but I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't, let the, I didn't get aggravated this morning. I said, Lord, I, I need this done. You want this done. So in the name of Jesus, I see these papers in my hand. I see them being handed out this morning. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen in Jesus name. So I, I went and done everything I had to do. And I come back and restarted the computer again, tried to print out nothing. So what was so cool about this? And y'all look over me because I, you know, but I didn't know that you could print from your phone. I, I didn't know that, but a couple of days ago, just by accident, uh, uh, it come up and I seen that you could print from your phone. So that come to my remembrance this morning. And so I, I tried to print it from my phone and uh, it said printer not available. And I thought, man, I thought for sure that was the way it was going to be. And so I just said, that's OK. It's going to work out. And I, I walked back in the bathroom and I heard the printer kick on. That's God. Printer not available, but it printed. Amen. Come on. God's a good God. So what am I saying? God meant me there. Now I got to get up here for some other things that I need to believe him for, but he meant me there and he'll meet you in whatever situation you're at and he will bless you. He will encourage you. Now let's look at the second part of this. Now he said the facts in the situation say uh, that you have no peace and that you have no hope. I know that there's been a lot of struggle and, and I know the devil has been attacking you in your mind. Come on, let's be honest to, to, to the Lord. We're not making a bad confession. We're just saying what's been going on in our life. And I want you to know that Jesus Christ, his heart, his tears is in for you. He's been thinking about you. He is touched by the feeling of your infirmities, my infirmities. And he's been on the right hand of the father making intercession for us. Amen. And he's been moving upon uh, your brothers and sisters to pray for you and to pray for me. We're praying together. Amen. And so he has some words for us this morning that will occur, encourage us. Let's go to a uh, very familiar verse. One of my favorite. Let's go to Isaiah nine and six. You, 
we talk about this, you know, every every Christmas. But I want you to just to see something. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us, unto who? Us. A child is born, and unto us a son is given. Come on, you, you, we're saved by the son, whom the son makes free is free indeed. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Not the devil. Not the lies. The governing grace of God, Jesus is carrying it. I, I, I want to let him come in and rule and reign in my life, don't you? I want him to govern in my life. I want him to, to have his say in my life, don't you? All I've got to do is take him at his word. Uh, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Pala. We talk about it all the time, Miracle. His name shall be Miracle and Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of... Come on. So he's the Prince of Peace. He's the source of peace. And so I, I need to let him govern in my life. So what I, I've got to do, I've got to say, Lord, show me everything this morning that is stealing my peace from me. Show me the word that's that's a fact that is in opposition of the faith word. And, and let me give it to you. I want you to rule and reign in that. I want you to take control of it. Amen. And, and when we come to that understanding, all of a sudden it starts working some things. See, Isaiah 26, uh, 3 promises us the mind that is stayed upon the Lord shall be kept in. Woo! So we see that the devil's wanting to get our mind off the Prince of Peace because he doesn't want you and I to have perfected, matured, complete peace. So uh, what I need to do, I'm not talking for you, I'm talking for me. I need to repent. For those things that have got in front of, got above of Jesus. See, everything that I concentrate on, on and, and lift up above Jesus, it becomes an idol. You realize worry can become an idol. Fear can become an idol. My need can become an idol. So I've got to cast that down and I've got to lift up Jesus. And then all of a sudden, my mind is stayed upon him. I'm looking through the eyes of faith and not through my facts. Come on. Peace comes, promise comes, provision comes, all of those things. Now, go with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, this is where the, the heavenly host is announcing the birth of Jesus. And look what it says starting in uh, uh, verse number 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Luke 2 and 9. And they were sore afraid. Verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. Come on. The, the good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. I say I'm part of the all. Come on. You, are, you and I were part of the all. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So Jesus is the Savior of my life. He's the Savior of your life. But He's the Christ. He's the Christos. He's the anointing. The anointing that destroys the yoke, Isaiah 10, 27, that Isaiah prophesied about. So yokes can be destroyed off your life, off of my life this morning, if I will see Him as my Savior. If I will accept His anointing in my life, Christ the Lord. The Lord means the one that has the final say. Come on, you, the devil's not going to have what he's saying in your life. 
I don't know how God's going to do it, but God can do it. The Bible says God holds the heart in his hand. He can change the way people think about us, the way they see us. He can think, he can change the judge's mind. He can change the heart of all people. Come on, that's your God. All right, now notice what happens. Uh, verse 12. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. See, this is our problem. You know, we don't want to find Jesus in the way that he tells us to. See, there, there, there's, there, there, the message was, you're going to see a Savior that's Christ the Lord. You're going to see someone that has a, a, an anointing on their life, but you've got to see him the way God wants you to see him. See, that's contrary. I, no, I want to see a king. We've got to see that the baby had to come before the king. So maybe I need to see Jesus in a way I never saw him this morning to be able to receive the promise I've been believing for, the faith that I'm looking for. For unto you uh, is born this day in the city of the day of Savior, which is called Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign of you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel uh, with an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, what? Peace. And goodwill toward me on earth. I can have peace on this earth that's in turmoil. I can have peace when we've got people who don't know whether they're inside or outside that's trying to run this nation. I, I can have peace. I can have peace knowing that though evil is all around me, that's, that my God can take care of me. Your God can take care of you. Amen. Uh, even though there, there, there's lack of this and lack of that, God will meet my needs. Amen. I have that assurance. I have that promise. And so I've got to hold on to him this morning. I've got to embrace that and let the faith of the Lord change my facts. Amen. All right. So let's put it into practice. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Look what he says. Verse number 6. Be careful for nothing. Remember we always say from the Greek that what this says is be anxious about not one thing. So this morning if I'm anxious about anything I need to first repent. Because he said, be careful for nothing. But so if I'm anxious about something, that means I'm not doing what he said. If I'm not doing what he said, then I need to repent. It's real simple. Amen. But that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing that God loves us enough to give us the truth. Amen. Be careful about not one thing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. See, thanksgiving is an act of faith. See, when you and I, uh, when we are thankful, even though we don't have it in our hand, we don't have it uh, uh, in in our presence, but we've got it in our heart, guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto my spouse, my best friend, my boss. Why do we talk to everybody else before we finally talk to God? A lot of times people don't even know what you're saying. Unless God ordains the conversation, you're wasting your time. Come on. 
So this morning, I have an avenue here for peace. Look what he promises me. Look in verse number 7. If I will do, verse 6, verse 7, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Don't you want some peace this morning about some situations that seem like that there is no answer, there's no end, there's no avenue to what's going on that would bring a closure to it? The peace of God which passeth all understanding shall what? Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let Christ be your guard. He, he made a promise here. So what I do is I, I got to I got to be honest with the Lord and I got to say, Lord, right now my heart and my mind, I'm in a mess. The, the devil is showing me this. I'm feeling this in my body. I'm seeing this with my mind's eye. My, my, my soul is, is is in turmoil about this. I, I'm in chaos in this situation in the facts. But my face says what your word says. And so you made a promise to me. You said you would keep. Look at it again. He said, your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Has Jesus ever dropped anything? He said he didn't even come to change one jot or one tittle of the law. He came to fulfill it. He said that through him we would be placed in the Father's hand and nobody would pluck us. So it's going to be all right. But I've got to do verse 6. I've got to, to, to pray with thanksgiving. I've, I've got to, to, to be in that place where I can receive what God would have for me. And hope will come. Look at hope real quick and then we'll... Uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Look at verse 11. Wherefore remember that ye be in times past Gentiles. How many former sinners have we got? While we like Paul, I was one of the chief. Past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, no hope, and without God in the world. But now, come on, say, but now. But now in Christ Jesus, you were sometimes far off or made nigh by the blood of Christ. How? For he is our peace. Come on, it's not about you, it's not about me. It's about what Christ done. Christ become my peace. He made me in peace with God the Father. He made you in peace with God the Father. If I'm in peace with God, it doesn't matter what the world's doing. All is going to be well because he's my Father. He's your Father. We are heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. <clears throat> For he is our peace, who hath made both one, Jew and Gentile, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Come on. I'm not separated from God, and I don't have to be separated from brother, from sister. Jesus can put those things together. And some of you got, got some relationships this morning that you need to pray this verse over. You need to speak this verse over and say, the wall that the devil has put there, that situations and circumstances have put there. And in some of those walls, I may have been at fault. It doesn't matter. If I'm willing to trust the Lord and if I'm willing to be in the place of a humble heart and repentance, Jesus said he would take care of it. Amen?
That's your God. So this morning, I need to receive this prophetic word and I need to see those walls and I need to speak to them and cause them to fall in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. So let's look at the last one. Go with me to uh, the one where he said, the facts and situations say that you don't have enough. Go with me to Psalms 34, one of my favorite Psalms. And let's look at uh, what David says here about the truth of your situation. Look at verse number 9. Psalms 34, 9. And I wish we could cover more, but we don't have time. But look, oh, fear the Lord. How many people reverence the Lord this morning? Come on. Oh, fear the Lord. Reverence the Lord, ye his saints. For there is no want to them that fear him. This, this word want, there's no deficiency. Now, is God true or not? So my facts this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm standing before you. I'm standing before God. My facts are there's some deficiency in my life. But my faith says I'm going to come in agreement with what God's word says. And that deficiency is going to be swallowed up in the Savior. Come on. Swallowed up in the Savior. Amen. Let's let it be. Verse 9. Once again. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want, there's no deficiency uh, to them that fear him. Now look what it says in verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. You shall not lack, come on, in any good thing. But notice what he said. Those that seek after the Lord. This is a Hebraism. It means to, to seek the Lord with worship. In other words, it's that act of thanksgiving that Paul was talking about in the book of Philippians chapter 4. Because you seek the Lord from the position of faith that you've already received it. So if I'm seeking Him from that position, then in His eyes, because of what Jesus done on the cross, John 19.30, it is finished. You and I are in that place of receiving. Amen? So I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm not going to beg Him for something. I'm going to worship Him for what He's done gave me. It's mine. It's mine. It's part of the covenant. Amen. Healing, peace, joy, hope, deliverance, victory, joy, all of those things, they're already mine. And so I lack no good things. So what I do, I take my facts, uh, my situation, and I set it on the Savior. I set it on the Word. Here's literally what I I, have done before. Take and write on a piece of paper the situation. Lay it on this verse. So that's stupid. Try it. God said, try me and see if I will not pour you out a blessing that you cannot. I don't just do it because somebody else done it, but ask the Lord if he would have you to do that. And if you do that in faith, you lay that lack on this scripture. It gets swallowed up in the scripture. It gets swallowed up in the Savior. Come on, it's an act of faith. You start praising God for the promise and the provision. It will happen. Amen? All right. Look at um, Genesis 22. Remember what he said in that prophetic word. He said, Jesus was pierced in that thicket. That crown of thorns went on him for you, for me. And so I need to see that. Genesis 22. Uh, for sake of time, drop down to verse uh, 13. Uh, 
It says, Abraham and Isaac going to Mount Moriah, him, uh, uh, Abraham being, uh, tested on his faith. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and he looked. See, if, if he'd kept his eyes on his need, where would Isaac be? See, he needed to sacrifice. God said, I want you to go to Mount Moriah. I want you to sacrifice your only son whom you love. So if he kept his eyes on Isaac, that's all he would ever have. But all of a sudden, he what? He looked to the Lord. This morning, you and I, we need to look to the Lord. Amen. We need to see some things. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him. Oh, come on now. He didn't have to pray something down. It was already there. He had done walk through the promise. He had done walk through the provision. Don't you see this morning that everything you'll ever need is behind you because you're on this side of the cross. This side of the cross, the side of victory. The side that makes everything that is impossible possible. See what Jesus has done for you. And he, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he looked and behold behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and he offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Some people say, oh, I'm just suffering for Jesus. There's a lot of people that I have prayed for down through the years trying to help them and and I can I can see two people in particular they honestly believe the devil had convinced them that what they were going through it was for the glory of God be careful the devil loved to load your donkey The glory of God is that Jesus carried everything for us. Amen? Look at the next verse. Verse 14. This is what you and I got to do. If we're seeing through the eyes of faith, if we're like the father of faith, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. That's what we've got to start doing. What what does that mean? You know what it means, Jehovah-Jireh. God will see. God will provide. All right, let's think about it. If if the ram's caught in the thicket is already behind Abraham, if the cross is already behind us, God's done saw what your need was going to be this morning, and he's done provided for it. Isn't that amazing? Come on, that's your God. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Let the world see who your Savior is. Let the world see who swallows up your situation. Let the world see how facts are changed by faith. In closing, go to John chapter 2. In John chapter 2. This is uh, the wedding at Cana. But I want you to start uh, reading in uh, verse number 3 for sake of time. You know the story very well. Uh, John 2 and 3, uh, that Jesus and his disciples were called to this marriage. But it says, and when they wanted wine, in other words, they had a lack. They had a lack in this wedding. They wanted wine. The mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. 
See, that, that, that's what we've got to do. We've got to be in the place and the position where we say, Jesus, I'm coming to you because you're my source. My confidence, my hope, everything I have need of, everything I'm trusting and believing in, I know that you're my provider. You're my, see, when you accept him as your Lord, you become the sheep of his pasture and he takes on everything about your life, my life. We're his responsibility. We're no longer our own. We are bought with a price. He owns us. He's going to take care of us. Amen. Now notice what she said. Now verse four, Jesus saith unto her, woman, what have I to have to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. So, uh, sometimes you and I, just like, even like here with Jesus, we need a little push to get into our ministry. We need a little push to get into the Word, into the timing of God. But I want you to notice, and I want you to consider this, verse 5. His mother saith unto the servants. Now, wait a minute. She said, they have need of wine. And Jesus said, woman, it's not my time. She doesn't even address that. How many times all through the Gospels do you see where Jesus is in a situation and he gives a word and then somebody asks him a question and he just ignores the question? Jesus got it from his mother. Come on, our raising. Come on, we train a child up in the way they... Come on, so this is even coming out in the ministry of Jesus uh, later on. But she And his mother says unto his servants, whatever he saith unto you, do it. That's all we got to do. What is the Spirit of the Lord saying to you this morning that He would have you to do? That you can have the faith that will change your facts. That you can have the Savior swallow up your situation. What is it? What would He have you to do? That's all it is about this morning. Now, we could have preached our Memorial Day message. Nothing wrong with that. I prayed about it. I worked hard on it. Thought it maybe use it another year. Who knows? Maybe not. But God wants to minister to you this morning. He wants to help you this morning. So I thought this was interesting. Uh, I heard uh, there was a a preacher, a pastor of a, uh, a church. He, he, he said he was standing before his congregation. And he said, the fact that I'm standing before you this morning is just that. It's a fact. And he said, the fact that you're sitting in those chairs is a fact. But then he made this statement. That's what got my attention. He said, but the reality of whether you're hearing a word I'm saying or not is purely faith. And that's what Jesus, the fact is Jesus has spoke the truth to us. But am I going to hear what he's saying? He doesn't want you to hurt. He doesn't want you to be discouraged. He wants to use the hurt to grow you up, to grow me up. He wants to use the hurt for His glory. He wants to use all of those things that the devil means for harm. He wants to do Romans 8, turn them into something good. Amen? Let's let Him do it this morning. So if you need a touch in body and soul, if you need peace and hope like you've never had before, if you if you need a, a, a wall to fall, If you need a word that will change your whole life, he's here this morning. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm so grateful, so thankful for this 
message that you have gave unto us. I'm thankful for each person that's here. Thank you for drawing them here and bringing them here this morning. Their presence here is why you gave this word. And you have a great work that you want to do in every person's life. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we come in agreement that every hindering spirit, every lying spirit, everything that would be contrary to what you would say that would hinder us from make a response of yes, a response in faith, we bind that. And Lord, we repent. Anything that you have brought conviction in our lives, anything that you've showed us that we're contrary, not in alignment with you, we, we repent of that. And we say that you are the Jehovah Jireh, that you're seeing our need this morning, but you've done provided for it because you've done been caught in the thicket. The crown of thorns was then placed on your head. It, you received that crown of thorns on your head so our minds could be at peace. We could have peace in our soul. Lord, we receive that. You shed blood from your brow, from the crown of your head, that the sin that is in my mind, the sin that is in my soul, that it could be washed away. And the very victory of the cross could be presented, it could be received, could be applied and lived out every day. And I thank you for it. Lord, let it be. Let us hear this morning, not what the preacher's saying, but let us hear what the Spirit of God is saying to each person's heart. Oh, we ask you in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning and say, Lord, I hear this word, and I know that I'm not here by accident. I know that I'm here for divine purpose, divine reason. And this is the day that things are going to be different. This is the day that I'm going to leave here, and I'm going to allow you to change some things in my life. This morning, the Lord wants to swallow up some unknown. That doesn't mean you'll know everything, but it means that you'll have the faith to walk. You'll have the faith to be encouraged. Would you come this morning and let us pray with you? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for your mercy and your love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.